the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon, and welcome to the Monday-Thursday edition of The Ride Home, a gorgeous day here in western Pennsylvania. Hope you're doing good. Kathy, you're looking very nice today. Well, welcome to the show. you know, it's a Monday-Thursday. It's a terrific day. Yes. Um, we're here to uh, celebrate, to remember Jesus, and uh, to also be like, fully immersed in where we are. So it's going to be hard and holy, and I guess that's the way life is. Very nice. Speaking of hard and holy, our own uh, Mike Duffy, new Mike in the control room. Uh, Mike, what's the deal there? Yeah, I'm just holding it down on the fort here. I got my mask on. Thank you so much for uh, for hooking me up with this, John, from yesterday. Uh-huh, yeah. and, this is uh, all. I made a few masks there. Looking yeah, good, Mike. Thank you very much. Yeah, I feel it. like I feel like I need to clarify hmm. that your wife made Mike's mask. Yes. She did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has cars on it. It sure right. does. And right. I have the same one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so my wife went around the house looking for you know fabric that she had had from odds and ends or whatever. She found those that car fabric because at one point she made when our kids were little little boys they wanted work aprons, well, and sure. those are work apron fabric for mm-hmm. little boys. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. I'm happy with that. Listen, I was so excited to get a mask. John, you were kind enough to drive it over to my house last night and deposit it on the porch without having any contact with me, which I thought was a fine idea. Very nice. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I'll be modeling that uh, later in today's show once I go downstairs and get it. Nice. Okay, so I'm starting to make plans. I'm looking forward sort of like over whatever the hump is in front of us, whether it's a month two months or some indeterminate amount of eternal time uh, sequestered in our homes. But I'm optimistic enough on this Monday, Thursday to go like today. I went on StubHub and I was actually looking to buy much to my earlier life protestations. I was looking to buy pirate tickets for the home opener. Oh, well, the plague has actually made you not hate the pirates. I can't believe it. I just want to sit outside and watch some baseball. Seriously. It could well, be it could be anyone. Mike, that's an Easter miracle. Sure mm-hmm. is. Sure is. <laughs> that's, that's what that so is. So what yourself? I mean, are you thinking at all? I mean, you can allow yourself a little sort of crack of optimism in future life like it used to be. Well, I am not letting myself think of anything oh. because I think I'm just so hunkered down and trying to maintain psychological health that – I'm not thinking ahead, but I'm glad you brought this up because there was an article in the Wall Street Journal today about something similar, and the writer said this, John, clinging to preposterous dreams is one of the things that makes America great. Preposterous? He said, said, without the thrill that comes from dreaming the impossible dream, we would never have invented Ticketmaster or Cremora or the MacBook Air butterfly keyboard or Las Vegas. 
<laughs> Cremora, Las Vegas, the MacBook Air butterfly keyboard. Oh, my That's gosh. Good. Anyway, really so he goes on to say that if you take a look back at history and imagine what people are like. And imagine like being back in the era of the bubonic plague yeah. or the French Revolution or whatever, you know, epic, horrible era you can think of. There were people who were on both sides, people that were trying to be as resolute as possible and not think of any happy thing. And there were people that were like, look, if I can imagine something fun, I'm gonna. Right. I'm going to. Right. I saw a thing today speaking in the same vein. Okay, so you won't be getting any um, potato patch fries from Kennywood, but there is an online recipe to make your own, your own potato, potato patch fries, which I can't imagine. That can't be good. No. Now, my dad used to make French fries in a cast iron skillet, really? and they were a once in a while treat. You know, he just cut whole potatoes and I'd, he'd put them in water, and I, I used to watch. I've never done it, but I know it can be done, and it doesn't look that hard. Just saying. Okay, I think it's a fine idea, except frying brings an inherent danger into your kitchen. <laughs> and so if you're not prepared or skilled to a certain right. level, I don't know if I want to recommend you get into that. Well, no, I'm not saying you're – well, I mean, it's not rocket science. It's no. Fr- so as long as you don't, like, drop – you know, a frozen turkey in there or something. Okay, all right, but here's the thing. Just, okay, just caution. Wait, so is this your dream? <laughs> you're saying that you're 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 thinking ahead. Is, well, is the French fry now as far as you've gotten in thinking ahead? <laughs> <laughs> you put it like that. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I'm trying to assess where you are. I think you got to start small. Mm-hmm. So listen, some French fries in a cast iron skillet, coming out piping hot with some nice cold ketchup. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty darn good, does it not? It actually sounds yeah. delicious. And I guess if you wanted to go like full full hog in, make some bacon in the meantime, dice it up and throw it on there as well, right? Which is like people do with the, the potato patch fries. With all the cheese. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that. Are you? Well, it makes them very soggy. Yeah. And I'm more I of a purist. I, yeah. I think I would rather have the salt and the crispy and not yeah. worry about all that. I agree. It just seems like a lot. Although there are times, because my, my kids will do the cheese and the bacon, and I'll go... Let me have some of that. And if just, just a little taste of like 10 or 12 fries. Right. Well, sure. Okay. Sure. You know who I bet loves a potato patch fry? Hmm. Kathy Keller, wife of Tim Keller. Oh. Because oh, she grew good. up in Pittsburgh and she is on our show along with her hub in the five o'clock hour. Now, she's been gone from Pittsburgh for a while. So she may Too have, long. have left before potato patch fries became a thing. Yeah. But, you know, she sent us that email about the thing, you know, her fond reminiscences of Pittsburgh. And she sounded like she was ready to move back. Very nice. Okay. So Kathy Keller, Tim Keller, he of Redeemer Church in New York City. You might know him, a best-selling author for many a decade, a great influence on Christians in America and around the world. The Kellers will be with us today live at 5.15 p.m. Now, the sad thing is we won't have a video interface with them, so we can't see them in their spare room. (laughs) Right. Their spare room probably looks a little different than yours and mine. I think it's unfortunate, to be honest with you. I'd like to get to know the Kellers better. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Hey, when we come back, though, there's been any number of churches doing local initiatives. This morning, there was a large prayer gathering with 26 local churches. And then coming up on this Easter Sunday, other churches have gotten together, and they've put their best voice forward with a worship song at the end of Easter services all over Western PA. We're going to talk in just a few minutes with um, Alan Hanna, 
who is the lead pastor at Allegheny Center Alliance Church. New to the position, we'll talk about that next. Stay with us. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy, the Monday, Thursday edition. WORD gives you the chance to show an act of kindness that could pay off for you, too. Just a little more kindness. Enter the Kindness Challenge for the chance to win $5,000 for you and $5,000 for a worthy organization. Just a lot more kindness, I think. Enter once each day through the end of April. Get bonus entries for completing individual acts of kindness, plus lots of other ways to increase your chances of winning. Be kind to others and to yourself. Be a little more kind to each other. Enter the Kindness Challenge now at wordfm.com slash kindness. Flo here with a really weird word, buttery. Buttery? It's not quite butter, it's it's more butterish. Or maybe buttery is like butchery or bakery, a shop that sells artisanal butter products. Dig in, America. Now a word that's even more weird, flotection. Sure, it's not really a word, but it is really good protection for your new home through me and Progressive. No ifs, ands, or butteries about it. Sorry. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. He learned to pitch in your backyard. Now his team's coming over to celebrate their high school championship. So you need to patch those bare spots fast. Pennington One Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bare spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington's been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One Step Complete. Easter is a day to celebrate life with those you love. And Bistro to Go on the North Side is here to help you do just that. With simply delicious chef-prepared meals ready to take home to your family table Easter weekend. Enjoy brown sugar-baked ham with pineapple sauce, maple glazed turkey, beef pot roast, or lasagna with a tasty array of sides, salads, and sumptuous desserts. With cold pickups Saturday, April 11th, or hot pickups Easter Sunday. Order now at bistroandcompany.com. Spending more time inside. J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. The facts about abortion are startling. This is Dr. David Stevens of the Christian Medical Association. Too often tests, like amniocentesis, become a justification for taking life rather than helping the child. Did you know 9 out of 10 parents after learning an unborn child has Down syndrome abort their child? Killing the unwanted or imperfect is simply wrong. Odd times create a, um, a pressure, and I believe with pressure comes in many forms um, deeper creative flows. 
I don't think that goes without saying, right? I think you can sort of chart this, uh, like, you know, when you look at world wars and things like that, people tend to flourish a little differently mm-hmm. under difficult times, like we're living in right now. Yep. With that, Alan Hanna is with us. Uh, Alan is the assistant lead pastor at Allegheny Center Alliance Church. And local churches have come together and to flourish with a new creative endeavor that's going to be premiered this Sunday, a new video after worship. Alan, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. Doing really good. Doing really good. Good, Alan. Now, we've heard about this for a week or so from a couple people who go to your church. It sounds like a really exciting idea. Tell us what this is going to look like on Easter Sunday. So it has been amazing to watch this unfold. What is going to happen is there's going to be a virtual choir done via video and technology that involves nearly 30 churches across the Pittsburgh area. Um, involving their their worship leaders, worship pastors, and members for their worship team. And we're using the song called The Blessing, which is straight from the sixth chapter of Numbers, which is a priestly blessing that says, The Lord bless you and keep you, make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And we came together as a unified church in Pittsburgh just to sing a blessing over our city, the families represented in our city during this time. Nice. Okay, so talk about this. I mean, it's it's hard enough to get the church itself, one single church, on the same page, for sure. let alone 26 churches. <laughs> That's an Easter miracle, isn't it? You could put it that way, yeah. Um, it's, it's just crazy and incredible how it happened, and uh, God was just really all over this, and it's a it's really a testimony to the churches that were involved to to come together and be unified to the lead pastors and the worship people involved. And it happened very grassroots. I mean, the idea came literally two weeks ago. And uh, Jason Howard, who's a good friend of mine, the lead pastor at Amplified Church, we connected on the phone and had the idea, shared it with him. And it was like, boom, let's make this happen. And so using social media, emails and our contacts, we just reached out. And I wish we had had more time because uh, I would have loved to see more churches in the Pittsburgh area involved. But for it to have come together to this point in such a short time, uh, I don't know if I would use the word miraculous on Easter weekend, but it was pretty special. (laughs) Alan Hanna's with us, assistant lead pastor at Allegheny Center Alliance Church in the city's north side. Um, Alan, talk up. I don't want to get too inside on the tech, but I do kind of want to get in my head what this might look like and how you produced it. Yeah, well, I cannot take credit for Jason Howard and his his team at Amplified. They did the legwork. And really what happened is we had we sent people kind of a guide, an MP3, emailed it to them, and we just said, however you can best record you singing this song, whether it's in your phone or your computer, however you can do it, just sing it this way and and get it back to us. And so they sent it in, they recorded it. Uh, I'm really proud of the fact that there are a diverse group of churches. I mean, these aren't all um, suburban white churches or inner city churches. It's a wide group, traditional, contemporary. Uh, We really wanted it to represent the diverse community of Pittsburgh. And they sent it back in and a ton of credit goes to Jason and his team at Amplify. They, um, They made the technology side of it. Uh, the editing happened. 
Mm-hmm. Nice. Alan Hanna's with us, assistantly pastor, Allegheny Center Alliance Church. Hey, Alan, let's do a little sidebar here. As I say, assistantly pastor, you know, uh, Pastor Dilliman, Rock Dilliman, has been the lead pastor at Allegheny Center Alliance Church for many decades. Talk about that transition in your life and how that is going to springboard you in some way to this conversation with other churches. Yeah, uh, Pastor Rock has been there 36 years and wow. has been um, just an incredible man of God there and really now a mentor to me. I've only been at ACAC for three months, and both of us during the season, uh, I actually preached on this last weekend, um, in my job description, the pandemic was not in the, <laughs> in the plan in the first three months, and certainly for Rock, it was not in his retirement plan. So um, it's just been, uh, that could be a whole other episode, telling my story and journey of getting to ACAC. But he has been phenomenal. The church has been phenomenal. And this was just, um, for several of us, Jason, to bring him up again, um, and other pastors in the Pittsburgh area, um, we've just made the connection because there's there's been a, a shift. And there are um, pastors that have... God has used and is using for decades, as you said, and there's a, a transition that's happening in a lot of churches. And so some of us younger guys who are who are um, now moving into that lead pastor role have connected, and there's a real desire on our part to maybe break down some of the walls that were there and, and see um, God just really unite churches in our city. Fabulous. So this new video, which premieres Easter Sunday for a lot of churches over Western Pennsylvania, in, in some ways that first step of, of creative worship uh, among pastors here in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, what about that, Alan? Um, uh, the idea of, of this creative endeavor uh, after, after the worship is over, because now you said, you know, um, people have already done the streaming. And for the most part, I think services are up and running, you know, sort of in the can, mm-hmm. so to speak. If people want to see this video after the fact, say, you know, Easter Sunday afternoon, will it be available maybe on YouTube or some other uh, video platform for wider consumption? Yeah, it will. I wish I could tell you exactly where it's going to be right now. Uh, it's a great question, but I can't. I know for, for us at ACAC, um, it's going to be a part of our services this weekend for Amplify. For many of the churches that are involved, they're going to show it as part of their services. We'll have it up on our website. I'm sure Amplify will as well, and social media. And um, yeah, this thing, it, it never would have happened had those relationships not had been there. And uh, we just really see this, that uh, the Holy Spirit has led us in this and um, just really breathed on it. it it's it's going to be pretty awesome. Well, Alan, we're super excited to see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a terrific idea. Um, I'm impressed that you were able to pull it off and make it all like come together. So three cheers to you and Jason, whoever else was involved. And uh, we just thank you for being here today. And uh, we have a lot to look forward to on Sunday. We sure do. And hey, we hope that once the uh, this is all over, come into the studio uh, and not into our spare rooms. Come into the studio and join us in person. Let's uh, sit down and say hi to each other. Hey, we'd absolutely would love to do that. And thanks for... Uh, Thanks for airing this and, and desiring to find more about it. So we're, we're pretty excited, and it, it's going to be special. Very mm-hmm. nice. Alan Hanna, assistant lead pastor, Allegheny Center Alliance Church. Uh, a new video, a new worship video taking place, premiering um, for Easter Sunday services at a lot of different churches across western Pennsylvania. Let's step away, take a quick break. Uh, speaking of social distancing, if you're the, a hockey fan and NHL fan, uh, I think we've got some good news for you. Stick around for that. 
G'day. I'm Scott from okay, Plug-in so Pest Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-in Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. One customer had a warehouse with a rat problem. He was catching over 20 rats a day. He called pest controllers, but nothing solved the problem. Then I came along. My plug-in pest-free commercial system got rid of the rats, and since then he's seen maybe three in the last 12 months. Plug-in pest-free is not a sonic device. It's chemical-free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair income. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget with Plug In Pest Free. For over 20 years, Trinity Jewelers has helped us celebrate life's closest relationships. And while their store may be closed for now, they think it's worth remembering that in times like these, it's those relationships that keep us going. They remind us that this too will pass and to put our focus on the things that really matter. Our family, our friends, and a savior who will never leave us nor forsake us. We're going to get through this together. The entire staff at Trinity Jewelers is looking forward to seeing you soon. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During these challenging times, our commitment to providing you with the best mortgage experience remains. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. Mortgage rates remain near historic lows. If you think that now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Typically on Sunday, churchgoers join together. But this is an unusual time. Instead of people going to church, churches are going to the people. With social media and services online, church leaders are caring spiritually from a distance. They can't hold people's hands in prayer, but they're still pursuing hearts for Christ. As your leaders continue to share the love of God, please pray and give financially to your local church. You need them and they need you. A reminder from Brotherhood Mutual Insurance Company. Napa cares about the communities across America they are a part of. That's why, for those of you still having to get out there, Napa Auto Parts, Auto Care Centers, and Napa Online are ready to help you get where you need. That's Napa know-how. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. A rain or snow shower in spots this evening. Windy and cold with some flurries late, low 32. A flurry to start Friday, otherwise cloudy and cold. Winds will gradually subside. The high for tomorrow, 44. Tomorrow night, clear, low 30. Sunshine and clouds Saturday, high 53. And rain Sunday, high 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. You know, every year, whenever the uh, Penguin season ticket plan releases, those fortunate fans who have season tickets, a lot of them are visited at their own homes, at their doorstep Love that. by the, the players themselves. So all of a sudden, Sid shows up, knocks on your door and says, hey, thanks a lot. Here's your season tickets. It's, it's a cool sort of ritual. Well, now in this era of uh, pandemic isolation, 
the NHL stars, including many of the Penguins, they themselves are reaching out. Kath? I think one of the charms of the NHL is that the guys aren't mega celebrities, right? So, you know, Tom Brady's not going to walk into Giant Eagle because everybody's going to recognize him. Right. But I bet if, like, I don't know, if P.K. Subban walked into a Giant Eagle here in Pittsburgh, 95% of the people wouldn't know who he was. Without a doubt. NHL players just aren't household names and faces like in the, N- in the NFL or the uh, NBA. But this is what's so cool about what's going on in these pandemic conditions because the NHL decided, well, you know what? The other leagues are showing a lot of classic games and, you know, we're looking at a lot of championship stuff from the past and there's a place for that, but hockey fans might want something new and fresh. And this is a way that our hockey players can reach out to fans in a more intimate way while everybody's at home. Anyway, so it all started, John, uh, with a series of moderated Zoom calls with quartets of players and members of the media. And they were later made public. And it turned out that hockey fans absolutely love them. So listen to this. Anaheim Duck Center Ryan Getzloff is describing the chicken coop he built by hand. Okay. Vancouver Canucks captain, father to be, uh, Bo Horvat, admitting he's never changed a diaper, not a single time. And 35 year old winger Zach Parisi of the Minnesota Wild explaining that after a day of homeschooling his three children, he fell asleep at 8 30 watching the first episode of Tiger King. <laughs> oh, good. So that's a little inside peek onto some yeah. of these stars. Yeah. So, so people loved it. So fan response is so emphatic that the, uh, the head of the NHL, Gary Bettman, said, look, all of you guys do this like make the most out of this time that's cool increase our fan base while we can nice okay so speaking of the nhl um uh, everyone's been talking about will major league baseball play this year or way down the line what about the nfl season uh what do you think has the nhl announced anything about uh end of season will there be even a stanley cup playoff championship this year nope we haven't heard anything about it. I do know, though, that just last night, Mike watched one of these like moderated discussions. Mike, who were you watching? I was watching uh, Hal Gill, Rob Scuderi, and Craig Adams from the 2009 Stanley Cup team. And, and what was... were they talking about? Someone's they... chicken coop? No. <laughs> no, they were, uh, they were reminiscing over the 2009 uh, Cup win. And uh, they were, oh, all three of them were sharing stories. It was, it was really, really fun to watch. If you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan and you, and you love hockey, uh, check out the Pittsburgh Penguins YouTube uh, That's cool. uh, channel, and oh, it's, it's really on there. Fun. It they they share behind the scenes stories. It it was hysterical to watch. Nice. It was really okay. So the NHL is really doing their part, which is great. Uh, Kath, we also know that uh, other major corporations uh, are putting their best foot forward, which is also good news as well. Listen, I was inspired by this, John. There was a Breitbart article a week ago called 65 Companies in America That Are Doing Their Part to Fight the Coronavirus. Hmm. And if you guys have seen the the daily press briefings that the president's doing, one of the things I really liked that he's done is brought up people from the private sector and the people, of course, from the public sector together to talk about how everybody's trying to contribute, do what they can, and ameliorate the condition that we're all in as quickly as we possibly can. So I just want to read you a list. I'm not going to read all 65 of these, but it is shocking how many companies you've heard of that you have patronized in the past have turned around what they normally do and are doing something significant to fight the coronavirus. Can I tell you a couple of these? Yes, please do. Okay. Uh, Toyota. Toyota is utilizing several of the company's North American facilities to manufacture face shields for people who are in healthcare. 
Huh. Uh, Ford Motor Company collaborating with 3M and GE Healthcare to increase the production of ventilators and personal protective equipment. Nice, fabulous. Um, let's go down to Hanes. You know Hanes, the underwear people, right? And uh, stockings and that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, retrofitting some facilities to produce medical masks. Uh, American Hotel and Lodging Association, listen to this. They launched Hotels for Hope, an initiative aimed at connecting hotel properties with the healthcare workers and first responders who are in need of temporary housing. They have identified 6,500 properties that are in the vicinity of a healthcare facility and they are ready to help. Fabulous. Yeah. Uh, Jockey International. They produce isolation gowns and they're donating scrubs to medical workers in the Javits Center in New York. John, you and I talked about that with Mike just a little bit ago. Um, Under Armour. Uh, they're planning to manufacture 500,000 masks, 1,000 face shields, and thousands of hospital gowns. I mean, it goes on and on. SpaceX, they're making hand sanitizer and face shields to donate to local hospitals. How about this? Serta Simmons Bedding has donated 10,000 mattresses to New York City hospitals. Holy smokes. Um, how about Lockheed Martin donating use of corporate aircraft and vehicle fleets for medical supply delivery? Fabulous. Talk about something that's important. That's so cool. Okay. What I love about that, I mean, uh, like, like Lockheed, th- those resources are already in place, but mm-hmm. someone like, you know, a Toyota or a Ford, they're having to sort of retool their entire right. production line to create a product that they don't normally create. Right. I, I mean, know. what about the engineering prowess involved in something like that? That's really interesting. I know. Um, it goes from uh, automobile manufacturers to people who or companies to, that work in healthcare to food service providers like Coca-Cola. Yeah. Coca-Cola has donated plastic sheeting to a Georgia Tech team to produce up to 50,000 plastic surgical shields for the hospitals in Atlanta. Wow. Chick-fil-A uh, in Washington State, they donated a donated a thousand meals to hospital workers that were battling the coronavirus in their state. Crocs. Uh, Crocs has donated 10,000 pairs of shoes a day to healthcare workers in need. That make you very happy. You're a Croc wearer, Kath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel good about my Crocs people. (laughs) All right. Hey, that's cool. I mean, go corporate America. It goes on and on. It goes on and on. I mean, I could spend the next 20 minutes reading to you all these stories, but just so you know that there are so many stories, so many companies who are in the private sector are doing above and beyond what you'd ever expect. Fabulous. Hey, let's step away for a few minutes Uh, in our next segment. David French, who's a regular guest on our show. David's going to talk about when your kids came home from college, at least his kids, he said to his kids, listen, listen, our house is not a dorm room. He found listen. out different shortly. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are. And you carry us around in your pocket. Where you there's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on wordfm.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. 
But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit fisherinvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Sometimes it takes a plague to remind us what Passover and Easter are really about. This year, instead of inviting over or driving to visit family, we will likely be in our homes, many of us completely alone. Here's Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Today, as we are all locked in our homes, praying that God will pass over our homes while the plague is still happening outside, I pray that we will continue through the fellowship's ministry to reach out to the least of these, to the orphans and widows, to tell them that we have not forgotten you, we will not abandon you, and to continue to provide life-saving food to these individuals during this most trying time. This Passover and Easter, discover how you can care for others, the least of these, during this time of crisis, when you visit ifcjhelp.org. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. David French is with us. David's a regular guest on our show. He is senior editor at a new site that we love called The Dispatch. David's also been an attorney concentrating his practice in constitutional law. He's also a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom and a New York Times number one bestseller. Hey, David, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. All right. So, David, we read the uh, piece that you released yesterday in which you let us into the inner workings of the French family. Now, you had a lot of (laughs) rules you were ready to lay down when your college students came home and you were going to set the parameters. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, this was uh, the best way plans, as they say. So I have two, two older kids are in college. My oldest daughter, she is married uh, to, she's a junior and her husband's a senior. So he was coming home too. So three college kids came to the house and we had learned from bitter experience over the holidays that they exert this really irresistible pull towards late nights. And so uh, we told them, look, you are entering a functional household that also so happens to be a workplace now. Yes. Uh, and we are going to live by reasonable rules. That's just what we're going to do. And uh, I found 10 days later, what was I doing? I was playing video games at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> and I knew that they had won once again. And uh, so I used that as a launching pad for a piece in Time Magazine about uh, there's been a lot of stuff written about homeschooling and, and having young children in the house. But what's it like when the college kids come home? 
it does change everything. I got to be honest, David, I'm in the same boat as you. I woke up last night at an indeterminate time somewhere in the middle of the night and <laughs> there was music playing and I thought I was, dream- <laughs> I thought I was dreaming. And then I realized, no, it was my college age son. I eventually just rolled over and uh, just let, let it go. <laughs> I know it's, you know, it's funny because uh, you know, college students, they know how to have a good time. And so here I am trying to work as I wrote the piece, you have a, 1500, you're trying to think about a 1500 word essay on the constitutional right of interstate travel. And, uh, there, the students are watching TikTok videos. And my oldest, my son in law, who is a future seminarian, is wanting to talk about theodicy. And so, what do you do? Do you do the essay or do you look at TikTok videos and talk about theodicy? And for college students, the answer is, you know, you do both. <laughs> and, and sleep is the variable. So, you, you do your work and you have a good time. And, uh, sleep can wait. And, and so it's a, that's been sort of the pattern of, of our household is that you're, we find ourselves doing both. So we're doing our work and we're hanging out with our kids. And it's, it's been a joy in many ways, even in the anxiety and the pressure of the time, it's, it's been a real joy. But at the same time, uh, it's not like it's living in a dorm in a way, but at the same time, as parents, we still have to exercise leadership and, uh, you know, in a time of a lot of uncertainty and anxiety. That's yeah. good. That's really now, good. Now, how much leadership are you exerting, David, though, if you're playing Fortnite <laughs> at 1.30 a.m.? That's my concern. Well, it's, it's a, it depends on the kind of leadership. So uh, certainly they're kind of leading the way on the lifestyle that we are leading the way on what is sort of the, the emotional and the temperamental response to a time of uncertainty. And, you know, and one of the advantages that parents as college-age students have is probably at some point in your life, uh, if you've reached the age where you have college-age uh, kids, you've gone through something where you didn't know if everything was going to be okay. You didn't know if you're going to have your job the next week. You didn't know if you're going to have your health in the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you've kind of learned as just part of the experience of life and living how to live in that uncertainty. And a lot of your college-age students have not experienced that. And so they're looking to you as a model of how to get through this. And, and you know, one of the keys is how do you get through it? You get through it together. You face the uncertainty together as a family. And, and it's remarkable what you can endure when you're united with people you love as opposed to, you know, I really feel for those who are going through what we're all facing in this country, either alone or as part of a fractured and divided family. Yes. Mm-hmm. David French is with us from the dispatch. And, and I think that is probably, probably true, David, probably for the, the large majority of people right now who are in shelter, right? I mean, it's not as though, you know, we're Anne Frank and we're hiding somewhere in an attic away from the Nazis. Most of us, um, at least, you know, in circles that I travel in, you know, have Netflix and uh, there's a, a enough food in the, in the cupboard. And, you know, even with the fear of uncertainty of, of, of jobs and all that, uh, I feel as though, you know, God is good to us and we've been holding our own. But I guess there is yeah. always that percentage of people, you know, we, you know, you talk about the people on the front lines or people who are food insecure or jobs, jobless all of a sudden after, you know, years of working for a corporation. There's always the flip side of that, too. Right. I mean, I think the basic reality is that virtually everyone is under some degree of stress, but it is hardly being experienced by everybody in the same degree at the same time. So, right. you know, there's, there's the people who are sick and dying 
and their family members that are at just at the apex of the stress. Then you have the people who are caring for them and the people who are maintaining the supply chains. You have just sort of this graduated, um, you know, you just have this, this really remarkably variable experience that people are going through, even though we all have this common national crisis. And, you know, I, I'm blessed because I live in a more suburban part of the country, and that means, um, you know, I'm not cooped up in a small apartment in a high-rise building in a city that is being, you know, it's like, say, New York City, where just hundreds of people are dying every day. And, right. and so each one of us, there are very different circumstances. We all may have a degree of stress, um, but it's not all to the same degree. And, and one of the things that this is really brought home to me is the high cost of loneliness and the the high cost of, you know, the loss of family and the fractured families and, and then the sadness of the people who are in some of those vulnerable places where, like nursing homes, where they're now not even able to see family members often. And uh, so that's, you know, you're as, as stressed as I could be, you know, as we might be with an intact family in a, in a good home and a good neighborhood, uh, it's stressful, but it is nothing compared to what so many people are enduring. Yeah. David French is with us. He's senior editor at The Dispatch, which is a, a new publication online that we are loving that both John and I get on a daily basis. Um, David, I want to ask you about, this is kind of a weird question, but I want to ask you about different types of mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. You know, we read about the unbelievable numbers of people who are losing their lives in New York and the family members and the whole grieving process and all of the pain and difficulty associated with that. At the same time, we're doing a different type of mourning in my house today because I have a senior in high school. We just found out in Pennsylvania that school's canceled for the rest of the year. And my daughter's devastated thinking that, you know, all of the normalcy, all the things that you look forward to for all of high school is you gone know, forever. Gone forever. Uh, and yeah. those, are things, those are things that you can't get back. Now, I could look at my daughter and I could say, you know, why are you crying? At least, you know, one of us isn't in the hospital. But it's... I, I, I'm learning it's okay to to have different types of sadness and different and express yes. different types of loss. You're not disrespecting somebody else's loss if you feel sadness for things like a lost graduation. Um, there, you know, we we all live within our own frame of reference, and we all we all live within our own experience, and, and it is perfectly fine to be sad that you'll never have a senior prom, you won't have a graduation, my. My son-in-law is not going to have a college graduation. It's okay to be sad about that. Um, certainly, you've got to maintain perspective, and you can't think that it's comparable to other people's sense of loss, but it's okay to, you know, you can't always say, well, you know, you can't sit there and live life saying, well, I'm really sad I lost my job, but I can't be sad about that because I didn't lose my life. I mean, you know, there's, there, is, there are degrees of loss and degrees of sadness, but sadness is certainly acceptable even in the face of, you know, even when other people are suffering more. Right. So, David, I mean, uh, Kath and I and you, in some ways, were, you know, following along in the same situation where, where uh, you know, in media, you yourself as a writer creating media. Um, and I wonder just, you know, even talking to family and friends, there has to be a saturation point where, People go, like, how much can we talk about this? Right. We've been talking about it like you've been thinking about it and writing about it ad nauseum for the last month or so. So, I mean, and especially this weekend, I mean, the holiest weekend of the church calendar, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday. I kind of feel like um, I need to sort of shut it off and step aside and surrender to some sort of 
some sanity or just some cleanness in my thought process. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely true. You know, it, it's interesting. People, what are, what are people reading now? It's, it, it reminds me of um, people who will say, oh, I'm so tired of reading bad news all the time. I want to see good news. But what do people click on? Bad news. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So there's a sentiment like uh, people say, I don't want to read any more about coronavirus, but what are people clicking on coronavirus? <laughs> right. And, uh, and so, but it, which is totally understandable because this is a, a crisis unlike anything we've seen in our adult lifetimes. Um, and, and so that's totally understandable, but at the same time, there is still a yearning for something else. I mean, you know, even in this, very mundane. I always try to include something when I write that is not coronavirus related, even if it's just, you know, some sort of good natured sports commentary. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and uh, certainly going into Holy Week, or going to this weekend, and going into Easter, um, the ability to disconnect from it, or maybe even just to understand in a time of fear and uncertainty and have a renewed appreciation for Christ's ultimate triumph over death itself. Uh, you know, that's going to be, I think that's going to be an important part of this is uh, when was the last time in this country that we faced a wave of death quite like we're seeing in parts of our country? I mean, 2,000 people, almost almost 2,000 people died of coronavirus on Tuesday, almost 2,000 died of coronavirus on Wednesday. It's looking like the death toll today will be comparable. Um, And what a time to be reminded of Christ's triumph over death. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Well, David, thank you so much for being with us. We laughed so hard when we read that piece yesterday. We were so happy to be laughing. We were so happy to be laughing, and we were so happy to hear somebody else who's having a hard time regulating their family in these yeah. crazy times. So, thank you. <laughs> well, it, it, it seemed to strike a, uh, strike a nerve. A lot of people said, "Hey, wait, that's my wife too." Right. Hey, David. Yeah. Before you go, people want to uh, read the dispatch. Give us uh, directions. Yes, thedispatch.com, uh, very simple, thedispatch.com, and you, uh, everything on our website, on the main website, is, is, for free, is free. Um, also, you can follow me on Twitter at David A. French. Very nice. Happy Easter to you, David. Have yourself a, a good holy weekend. Take a quick break. Um, okay, so speaking of Easter, um, let's go there, right? Let's read some Easter scripture, uh, especially on this Monday, Thursday, all right? Stick around for that. We'll be right back. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. 
Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Easter is a day to celebrate life with those you love. And Bistro to Go on the North Side is here to help you do just that. With simply delicious chef-prepared meals ready to take home to your family table Easter weekend. Enjoy brown sugar-baked ham with pineapple sauce, maple-glazed turkey, beef pot roast, or lasagna with a tasty array of sides, salads, and sumptuous desserts. With cold pickup Saturday, April 11th, or hot pickups Easter Sunday. Order now at bistroandcompany.com. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a real reason for the Easter season. Share it with a friend. Send an Easter greeting for free from CrossCards.com. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. She used to play hide-and-seek in your backyard. Now, she's getting married in it. So when you see a bare spot, you need something that patches it fast. Pennington One-Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bare spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington has been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One-Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One-Step Complete. afternoon. It's the Maundy Thursday edition of The Ride Home. We're streaming on Facebook. If you'd like to watch the show as it happens, log on right now to Facebook and go to 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. You can follow along. If you'd like to make a comment or ask a question, you can do so. I'll be happy to answer as I'm able. Tim and Kathy Keller coming up in our five o'clock hour. One of the things that John and I have enjoyed most about um I don't know, sitting back and contemplating in these weird times is the, are the number of people who are reading scripture aloud, mm-hmm. the number yeah. of people who, I mean, hopefully every Christian is reading scripture, but there's something about this time where people are seeing the benefit of actually saying it, of speaking it, of hearing it. And I don't know, I think it makes it seem different. I mean, it's I the same it. words, but it has, it has a special power to it when you hear it out loud. So we've been doing that every day on our show, carving out a little bit of time so that we can do some scripture reading. And uh, today we're turning to John 13. Um, this is where Jesus washes the disciples' feet. John? Mm. John 13. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. 
After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet, and the whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said, Not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. John 13. The beautiful. So my encouragement, our encouragement to you is, if you have the opportunity and you have family around you or friends that you're sequestered with during this day, especially this day and tomorrow as well, Read scripture out loud. Mm -hmm. Read the story. You may think, I know this story. I've heard it a million times. Read it. It will certainly change your heart and your mind and your spirit. So take the opportunity and read scripture during this last few days of Holy Week, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday. John, what about people who are sequestered alone? I have a lot. I have a lot of friends who are alone at this time. Yeah, Yeah. I I think that there's something about it. I think you should still read scripture out loud. There is power in looking at the word, reading the word, and hearing the word. Mm -hmm. I believe it. Look at at the at the very least, read it by yourself out loud, and if you can, zoom a friend. Yeah, yeah, so that you can do it together. Yeah, right. All right. So speaking of the power of the word, uh, Sunday morning, Easter Sunday. My question, will John Hall dress up? <laughs> you know, on a regular Easter Sunday, I love to get dressed up. I know you Easter do. Sunday, right? You come from a long heritage of people in your family who believe in putting on your Easter best. <laughs> we do. This was a, a bit of a bone of contention between my wife and I early on in our marriage. Because, like you said, you know, this was a family event. And I believe many families do, did that and still do that. You know, some families, that that wasn't part of their Easter tradition. But in our family, we always dressed up. All the girls had brand new hats every Easter Sunday. The boys got a new suit. Um, At the bare minimum, new shoes and a new tie. And we always looked our best. So when our kids were little, I'd always go out like a couple of weeks before Easter and buy them Easter outfits. Early, My wife was like, what do we do? What's this all about? So will I get dressed up and wear a suit and tie Easter morning and sit on my couch? To be honest, probably not. I don't think it. Mike, are you going to do that? I I want to. You want I to? I need to have okay, that. Okay, so then on Easter Sunday morning, Mike, please tweet a picture of yourself <laughs> all dressed up sure with will. nowhere to I go. would give him so much praise if yes. he were to do that. I, yeah. I got to be honest, I'm not doing that. You're not? No. Well, 
you know, just by this conversation, maybe I will and maybe I'll wear an Easter bonnet, right? Your Easter hat. Because who doesn't like to wear a nice Easter hat? <laughs> that, could in- year. that could increase your followers on Twitter by tenfold. Right. Your Easter. Well, it's not an Easter bonnet. It's your, it's your Easter hat, right? My grandma used to sing that song. You know that but song? In your Easter bonnet with all the frills upon it. Exactly. You'll be the grandest lady at the Easter parade. On the Avenue, Fifth Listen, Avenue. Right? I saw that movie. That's a good movie. Okay, hey, are we done? We're taking a break for the uh, top of the news. Uh, okay, yep. so when we come back during our five o'clock hour, we are super excited by this. Tim Keller, who you may know, uh, the founding pastor, along with his wife Kathy Keller of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan, they will join us live on the air. Kathy Keller, she grew up in Monroeville of all places, so she'll talk to us about early Pittsburgh memories, and then we're going to talk about Monday Thursday and then the body of Christ as the whole. Stay with us. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump is welcoming the news that British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been moved out of intensive care. Johnson has been in intensive care for three days after his symptoms for coronavirus worsened. Democrats blocking a GOP proposal to shore up the struggling Small Business Administration. They're demanding that the bill providing emergency loans to businesses be accompanied by guarantees that will help women and minority-owned businesses and banks. The U.S. reaching a grim landmark, roughly one in ten workers have lost their jobs in just the past three weeks. Stocks finishing higher after the Federal Reserve launched its latest effort to support the economy. Through the outbreak, the central bank's announcement of programs to provide up to $2.3 trillion in loans to households, local governments, and businesses. The Dow gained 285 points. The Nasdaq was up 62. This is SRN News. Do you currently get regular structured settlement or annuity payments from an insurance company for a personal injury, auto accident claim, wrongful death, or inheritance? If so, you don't have to wait for months or even years to get the cash you need now to cover urgent expenses like debts, tuition, medical bills, or exciting events like a new baby or down payment on a home. With over 25 years experience, J.G. Wentworth, the country's leader in structured settlement purchasing, has helped thousands of people get the cash they need. Call today at 800 741 5929. We offer flexible options that pay you a lump sum of cash for a portion of your payments, ensuring you get the money you need now while still receiving future payments from your structured settlement or annuity. And unlike others, J.G. Wentworth is a direct funder and can streamline the process, helping you get the lump sum of cash you need faster. For your free cash now quote, call 800-741-5929. That's 800-741-5929. 800-741-5929. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now. For over 20 years, 
Trinity Jewelers has helped us celebrate life's closest relationships. And while their store may be closed for now, they think it's worth remembering that in times like these, it's those relationships that keep us going. They remind us that this too will pass and to put our focus on the things that really matter, our family, our friends, and a Savior who will never leave us nor forsake us. We're going to get through this together. The entire staff at Trinity Jewelers is looking forward to seeing you soon. He learned to pitch in your backyard. Now his team's coming over to celebrate their high school championship. So you need to patch those bare spots fast. Pennington One-Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bare spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington's been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One-Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One-Step Complete. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade, where they're prayed for, known, and valued for who they are. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. A rain or snow shower in spots this evening, windy and cold, with some flurries late, low 32. A flurry to start Friday, otherwise cloudy and cold, winds will gradually subside, the high for tomorrow, 44. Tomorrow night, clear, low 30. Sunshine and clouds Saturday, high 53, and rain Sunday, high 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Monday-Thursday edition of The Ride Home. John Hall with Kathy Emmons. We are continuing to broadcast from the spare rooms in our homes. And uh, Mike Duffy uh, holding down the uh, the fort there at the uh, station at 7 Parkway Center. Holding down the fort. He's making every train run on time. <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine, Mike Duffy for you. If Mm -hmm. there's a train running, it's because Mike is doing it. Very nice. Okay, so uh, we were talking um, with a friend of ours about uh, Easter and um, all the accoutrements around that, about worship experience and whatnot. And our Mm -hmm. friend said something that's sort of on the side that caught my attention, that uh, he said there may be an Easter candy shortage. Mm Mm-hmm. It raised an alarm so much that I had to go online and Google in, is there an Easter candy shortage? Because to be honest, in our house, we haven't bought anything yet. No, I've got nothing. I've got two Easter baskets. I use the same baskets every year yes, for my children. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, I have two empty baskets with absolutely not one thing in them. Do you have Easter eggs? Nope. Will you color Easter eggs? I do have eggs and I love an egg. Everyone in my family loves an egg. Yeah. I think we'll definitely. I think we should do eggs. I think you should need to do eggs. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do eggs, Easter eggs. Yeah, but I the heard- can't. But the candy thing is, I, you know, I was with you when we talked to this friend, mm. and you and I were both on video. And as soon as they said there was a candy shortage, all of our eyebrows shot up. Well, I, I am concerned, but apparently we're not concerned enough to have done early shopping to get Easter candy. Well, 
John, we're just going to waltz hard. into, you know, we're just going to waltz into the lot. store with a face mask on and go, give me your, you know, your Reese's eggs or, hey, where's the peeps? And they're going to go, hold on, my friend. You're too late. It's a lot right now. I don't mm-hmm. know how many things I can manage at one time, John. Right. I just, I, okay. So what, if you were having your druthers, we talked in our four o'clock hour at the beginning about the fact that it's okay to dream. Okay. So even if your thing is going to be canceled, you can at least look forward to it. And yeah. even if your trip to Aruba is not going to happen next week, maybe you can do it in November. It's That's okay to dream. Right. If you were dreaming, John, yeah. mm-hmm. what candy would be included in your Easter basket? You need a good base of some Jelly Bellies. Oh, so it has to be Jelly Belly brand? No, no, you can do a mix of a nice base of Jelly Bellies and the spicy jelly bean. The spicy jelly bean times 10, you want the spice. And I don't mind a regular jelly bean myself as well. That's always the base of everything because when it's all said and done and you're rooting around a week or two from now, Depending upon around. your, you're, root, you're rooting around in that green, like gross right. grass stuff. Yeah, let's, that your cat eats grass. and then gets sick. Don't do and that. And you find that jelly belly or that spicy jelly bean. I mean, that's like finding the last fry at the bottom of the bag, right? The bonus fry. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the baseline. Then, of course, a a, a really um, a deep settling of Reese's peanut butter cup eggs. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've never had one of those. Really? Are you an American? Are you a citizen of this country? Yeah, I don't, okay. I, yeah I've never had one. Because <laughs> I wonder about that. Okay, Really? You're not, you don't like the peanut butters? It's not. I, I'm just not a big candy fan. Mm. If well, I could put uh, a cake in my Easter basket. That'd well, be- hey, there's no stopping you. There is no criteria here, especially okay. this year. No one's going to come over and say, what's that cake doing in your Easter basket? That's a good point. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, the little baby almond uh, the mounds bars, almond joy bars. Yeah. I'm doing those as well. Are uh, you? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm doing dark chocolate is what I, I'm going to try to do as much dark chocolate as I possibly Oh, so you're going to do mounds. You're not going to do Almond Joy. Right. A mounds bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What about those Cadbury things? The Cadbury egg? Sure. Bring them on. Yeah. Yeah. Did do like, the, like, like the vanilla ones? That's fine. How about a coconut egg? Do you do the bigger coconut egg? Have you done that? No, but I'll tell you, have the, I, the little ones? Yeah, that's fine. They're delicious. Yeah. I don't know. Look, anything candy, I'm not going to say, unless it's hardtack, you know, and you're living in the Great Depression, I'm not going to have that. Everything else, I'm pretty good with. All right. So now when you were growing up and you got your Easter basket, did you get presents in your Easter basket as well? Uh, we did not. However, you know, uh, we were fortunate that we did have all of our grandparents living, uh, you know, for a long stretch. So we would make the rounds and all of us seven kids, would all of us get three three Easter baskets. And in the one, Holy moly, John, in in the Nan Easter basket, not grandma, but Nan, Nan would sometimes throw, uh, you know, like a present in there, a game, a toy, something like that, you know, okay. Yourself. Well, I, I only got an Easter basket maybe twice in my life. So it wasn't a big deal in my family. What? Wait, 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 wait. You guys didn't do Easter baskets. I mean, like a couple times. But it was never a thing. Really? No. My parents used to hide our Easter baskets on Easter morning, and we would run down the steps like it was Christmas morning mm-hmm. trying to find our Easter basket. All seven kids. See, that's fun. It was a gigantic thing for us. Yeah. It wasn't. It just wasn't a big deal. Really? Now, with my kids, I, have, I did do Easter baskets, and I always did include uh, a gift in there, and it's always a book. <laughs> they get okay. some right. different book every Easter. That's fine. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so this year, 
I'm not quite sure. I mean, we'll be lucky uh, if, if there's an Easter candy shortage. I might be going to like you know CVS and buying buying some milk duds, which is fine. I'd be believe me. Easter morning, I'm going to eat some milk duds. Really? Okay. So I think I'm going to make a cake. Fine. What kind I of cake? Really, I really. Well, pineapple upside down cake for Easter Sunday. Oh, that would be delicious. Mm-hmm. I made this chocolate mocha cake for my husband's birthday a couple weeks ago. Yeah, good stuff. It was you can't awesome. It. You can't repeat it. Well, who made that rule? Of course we can. You just had it. No, no, we can definitely repeat it. All right. We can definitely repeat it. Anyway, welcome to our Monday Thursday edition of The Ride Home. If you missed any portion of today's show, you can go back tonight on Facebook and watch it, or you can listen to the podcast on wherever you get your podcasts. Right. I mean, you want to hear this conversation again, no doubt. Exactly. Because don't <laughs> you want to rewind and hear it the second time? <laughs> anyway, okay. hey, we're excited about who's coming up next. Yeah, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk with Kathy and Tim Keller. They are co-founders of Redeemer Church in um, Manhattan, of all places, New York, New York. Kathy Keller is a Pittsburgh Monroeville native. We'll talk with her next and Tim about Monday, Thursday. 101.5 WORD. So, yeah, things are a little weird right now. So at Word FM, we offer a little bit of normalcy to your life. Inspiration will not be canceled. Conversations will not be canceled. The good news of Jesus will not be canceled. Hope will not be canceled. Use your smart speaker to stay connected. That's a smart choice. 101.5 WORD. Always open for encouragement. We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. Hey, listen, there's some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnarounds in the industry, a company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty, windowsrospittsburgh.com. That's windowsrospittsburgh.com. Are the impacts of the pandemic causing you worry? The long-term effects of COVID-19 are unknown, but the short-term effects for the stock market have already included record single-day and single-week losses. How is this health scare affecting your retirement savings? Call Kirk and at Accurate Solutions Group. Kurt and his team have managed market fluctuations before. Schedule a phone or video consultation to create a plan designed to help reduce the risk of your retirement savings. From the latest health scares and other market events that could impact your savings, you likely have questions. Don't wait. Call or text for a complimentary phone or video consultation, 412-515-0005. You don't know how the market is going to continue to react. You only know that you don't want your retirement savings to feel more effects from the pandemic or other other volatile events. Get your retirement plan checkup today. Call Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group 412-515-0005. Don't wait. Call or text 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Your teeth can't remote into the office or remain socially distant, and dental emergencies won't wait to flatten the curve. The good news? 
While Stock Family Dentistry remains closed for routine care, they are open for emergencies, going above and beyond the norm to provide a safe, sanitary environment, pre-screening, and seeing only one patient in the office at a time. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. At StockFamilyDentistry.com. it interesting, John, about our hometown and how important it is. And no matter where we go, there's something that, I don't know, There's it's so foundational. You can't get rid of it. You can't change it. The impact of where you've come from is just, I don't know, it's part of who you are. Yeah. And I, I think it probably doesn't matter where you come from, right? I think most people have an affinity for their hometown. I feel bad for people, for people who kind of go, eh, yeah. my hometown. But there's something... I don't want to sort of like, you know, make this extra special touchy feely, but truly I believe that there is something special about the city of Pittsburgh and what goes on here. I mean, all you got to do is, you know, look around the world. Most major cities have at least one Pittsburgh bar, whether if that's a barometer Mm -hmm. of, of city greatness or not, but everybody wants to sort of have a touch of that Yinzer feel that we all grew up with. Right. Yeah. There's a small townness about Pittsburgh that I think we all love. And um and so when we see someone who's from Pittsburgh and they've gone off and they've made good and they live in a different place, I don't know, it makes my heart feel glad when they look back at Pittsburgh and say, "Oh gosh, I miss that." Right. Okay. So Frank Sinatra said, uh, "New York, New York, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere." And such is the case with our next guest. Kathy and Tim Keller join us. They are co-founders of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan. And uh, for many, many years, a uh, congregation of attendance of uh, over 5,000 people. Of course, you know Dr. Keller's books and Kathy Keller's books as well. Kathy is a native of Pittsburgh, having grown up in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Kath, uh, uh, la- welcome to the show, and you and Tim as well. Last week, my, or last night actually, myself, I was driving down the Golden Mile Highway in Monroeville. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Route 22, of yes. course. Well, All right, Kathy, Kathy when memory. we were uh, c- uh, communicating via email over the last week or so, boy, you know, we've, we've traveled a lot of the same paths and have a lot of the same friends. Talk about your growing up years, um, your time maybe prior to Gateway High School and even Gateway. What was your uh, or the early years of Kathy Keller's life like in Pittsburgh? Well, I was born in Shadyside Hospital. My parents were renters uh, with uh, a couple who said that they could stay there as long as they had no children. And by the time they left, there were three. And those, Mamie and Isaac, had become surrogate grandparents when we moved out to Monroeville when I was six years old. But um, I continued to work in Shadyside Hospital as a candy striper all the way through high school till I was 18 and thought I was going on to a medical career at the University of Pittsburgh Medical School and then suddenly changed course and went off to seminary. Nice. So I think for a lot of people uh, of our generation, the idea of catching a bus or dare I say a streetcar and heading to downtown Pittsburgh, shopping at Horns or Gimbel's or Kaufman's and then having uh, lunch perhaps at, at an adult restaurant I think for a lot of kids, that was kind of like the pinnacle of growing up. That was the bridge over to the big time. And that was your story as well, Kath, as mine. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I'll tell you, one of the pivotal moments of my life was when I was staying with um, my, Mamie, the, the person who my parents had rented from in her t- brownstone, and she took us um, out to Horns. 
And I walked past a remaindered table of books, and there was a C.S. Lewis book called Mere Christianity. And I had fallen in love with all things Lewis from the um, oh. Narnia Chronicles. They were my window into Christianity. And um, I didn't know what Mere Christianity was about, but I knew C.S. Lewis wrote it, so I snapped that up, and that book is still... Tim and I use it, you know, probably weekly for one thing or another. I mean, no it's, the cover's tattered, but every time I pick it up, I can still see it on Horns' remainder table. Oh. Hey, that's fabulous. Yeah, I wish Horns was still there. Me I'll too. We could right use now. Horns right yeah. now. Yeah. It's like that the too. Blue Cross Blue Shield building or something really <laughs> depressing now. <laughs> oh, no. Gosh. Kathy, talk about um, when you saw Mere Christianity. Were you a believer then, or was that something that kind of led you yeah. into investigating the faith? Wish I knew. I knew that God claimed my life when I was in my teens, of 14 or so. It was a long story, which I'll tell you some other time if you really beg me. It involved a dog. But I did not know. I grew up in a family that just went to church nominally, a United okay. Presbyterian family. And um, didn't know anything about anything. Didn't know about that I was a sinner. Didn't know that Jesus had to die to pay my debt. Didn't know any of that stuff, but I really knew that God had claimed me, and I figured that I would head off to full-time ministry. I'd be a, a pastor. They were starting to ordain women, and went under care of my session, went under care of Pittsburgh Presbytery. By the way, I don't know, John, did you notice Doug Dunderdale, who used to be pastor at the church, um, uh, the Belfield Church right there in Oakland, yeah. was my advisor. And no I mean that. Uh, he has said some wonderful things that I have never forgotten. I'll just tell you one story. He was, back in the day, whenever you could still have religious conversations in public school, he was presenting the Christian faith to some public school children. They had had, you know, rabbis and various people come in, and uh, one little girl said, you make it sound so interesting, but when I go to church, it's boring. And Doug said, I'm giving you permission that if your church ever makes Christianity sound boring, you can kick your pastor in the shins. And I have, wow. I have had so much cause to think about that on different occasions when I have been in churches where I've felt like, oh, I think it'll take a nap. And on the way out the door, I thought, I don't know. <laughs> what happens if I kick him in the shins? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, That's Kathy, D- Kathy, Doug Dunderdale was a good friend of mine. Um, I knew him for a really long time. He was just, as my mom would say, he was a scamp. That was my mom's way of saying he was always just trying to make trouble as he was going around, right? Trying to get people to laugh at the wrong time. And he was just such a wonderful guy. Um, We're talking to Kathy and Tim Keller, co-founders of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York. We've got Tim in the on-deck circle, but we're talking to Kathy first about her growing up years in Pittsburgh. Um, Kath, when you decided uh, to move to New York, um, you you and Tim, I guess, met when you were at Gordon-Conwell. Was that a hard decision for you guys? Uh, we met at Gordon Conwell. There was a, there are a lot of uh, Christian students from Pittsburgh. There had been a genuine, sociologically, uh, statistically noticeable revival in the 70s on college campuses, and Pittsburgh was a big center of that. I want Tim to talk more about that because he knows the names and the particulars. Um, Pittsburgh was a real gigantic center of this revival that was going on all over the country, but in particular in western Pennsylvania. Really? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm amazed that it, it has not, it has left people's memories. It's, um, it was really amazing. But um, 
The uh, no, I, as far as understanding uh, my faith, I I really had very little understanding till we went to seminary. We were at a small church in Virginia for nine years, little tiny rural church. Uh, loved people so much, and they loved us back. And then we Tim uh, taught at uh, Westminster Seminary for five years, and it was from there that he was asked to go plant a church in New York City, and I was scared to death. So I knew Tim wanted to go, and I knew that I didn't want to go. So he -hmm. said, well, you go ahead. You know, we're not going to go. If you don't want to go, we have to be on the same page as this. And I said, oh, no, you don't, buddy. You're not giving that decision over to me. So if if we're going to go, it's going to be because you feel called, and I'm going to have to fight this out with God. So I did. It wasn't a fight between Tim and me, like, you want to go, I don't want to go. It was a fight between me and God. And finally, I mean, I'm not in the habit of hearing God speak to me, but it was clear as day at a communion service one day that I felt God saying, you know, for all I've done to you, for you, if I ask you to move to Calcutta and live on the sidewalk in a cardboard box, that's not too much for me to ask. Mm-hmm. And I said, righto, Manhattan, here we come. And by the time we got here, I was really excited. I mean, um, it, was, it was a great place to be when we got here. God was doing amazing things. I bet. But We're Tim, talking you Kathy need to talk Tim about Tim that Hart. revival since um, people yeah. haven't heard about it. Well, let's, can we move to that? Let's bring Tim on. Tim, um, I'd love to hear your perspective on what was going on revival-wise in Pittsburgh in the 1970s. You know, the names like John Sam Guest. Shoemaker and John Guest and Bob Long, the, you know, all, all of the different things that I, I can say I'm a product of. Tim, your perspective on that. Well, and that, well, if you do know all those names, then it ha- the memory is not gone. Um, there was a, a, almost a, a kind of architecture you had uh, in, in Pittsburgh. So, for example, you said, how do we reach our young people for Christ? So Young Life was very, very strong, hmm. and Reed Carpenter was like a kingpin there. Uh, then they had, they developed, but uh, as changed the name, but originally was the Coalition for Christian Outreach, and John Guest was very much a part of that, and Bob Long, and, and those... That, that was reaching our college campuses. Sam Shoemaker in the Pittsburgh Experiment was reaching businessmen. R.C. Sproul, at not too far away from New York, uh, I mean from Pittsburgh, it's right down the road in Stallstown, Ligonier, had a study center, which was supposed to be a kind of la brie for Pittsburgh. It was supposed to be a, a, a kind of place, uh, a training place for adults generally, like, almost like a seminary. And, um, and so it felt like, okay, we've, we've got everything in place. And I think for a number of years, it really did produce uh, a growing movement. Uh, I was touched by it even in, at Bucknell University, which is you know a good three hours away. But all of our uh, most of the Christians looked to Pittsburgh and to those kinds of speakers and to the conferences that were happening around Pittsburgh um, and to the newspapers. Even there was a there was something called Liberation that came out. So there was quite a lot, quite a lot that came out of Pittsburgh for at least a, a couple of decades. Fabulous. Well, we're happy to claim that. Thank you so much for reminding us that, uh, Tim and Kathy. Hey, we need to step away for just a few minutes. We're talking with Tim and Kathy Keller, the founders of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan. And of course, uh, you know the Kellers for their many excellent works. When we come back, let's talk about where we are today, Monday, Thursday, and what that means to us as believers, especially in the midst of this pandemic. Stay with us. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word of Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper and deeper in credit card debt and you're not sure how to fix the problem? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. 
Trinity Debt Management is a non-profit organization that will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges and reduce your interest rates by as much as 60%. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. It's not a loan. It's a smart way to relieve your stress, meet your obligations, and preserve your self-respect. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free, no-obligation debt analysis. 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800 391 0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing for multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home too at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. A rain or snow shower in spots this evening, windy and cold, with some flurries late, low 32. A flurry to start Friday, otherwise cloudy and cold, winds will gradually subside, the high for tomorrow, 44. Tomorrow night, clear, low 30. Sunshine and clouds Saturday, high 53, and rain Sunday, high 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. We're happy to be talking to Tim and Kathy Keller, co-founders of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City. They're both uh, wide-ranging speakers and authors. We've talked to Tim a bunch of times on our program. We've enjoyed it so much over the years. This is the first time we've uh, been able to sit down and talk with Kathy, and the fact that both of you are on the line is a real treat for us. But let's turn our attention now to Maundy Thursday. 
Yeah. So, uh, Tim, earlier in the show, Kath and I were reading uh, John 13, where Jesus is uh, washing the disciples' feet. And earlier in the day, I said to my college kid, who's home, of course, uh, all of our kids are home, I said, hey, I'm going to wash your feet later today. He was like, Dad, please don't do that. That's super gross. Um, yeah. Tim, when you when you hear that, when you read that, I mean, it, it was it was one of the mainstays of, of of people just taking care of each other in Jesus' day of washing their feet. Oh, yeah, but even then, you know, it was gross then, too. In fact, that's why, um, yeah, yeah, it was. And it is, actually. I mean, it's the, it, in some ways, it's the grossest part of our body. Mm-hmm. Our, and, and it was, of course, in, the, in those days, of course, you're, you were wearing sandals and you were outside, so your, your feet were really filthy. And generally, it was considered something that only the sort of the lowest of the low people on the social totem pole would be made to wash feet. That's the reason why it was so shocking when Jesus did it. And when he said, this is basically this lack of pride and this willingness to serve whatever is necessary to do is supposed to be characteristic of all my disciples. So Monday Thursday has a horizontal um, aspect that you get in John, because John doesn't bring out the fact this was a Passover meal. It, he, he skips over that and actually right. just talks about the foot washing to get across the horizontal, the, the, the attitude of service. The other three Gospels do also tell us it was a Passover meal and that Jesus is the ultimate Passover because originally Passover was how God uh, delivered the children of Israel when they took shelter under the blood of the Lamb from social and political slavery. However, Jesus is the ultimate Passover Lamb when we take shelter under his blood, then we are actually delivered from sin and death itself. So it's got a vertical and a horizontal and therefore Montecursa is quite special. Mm-hmm. So it's okay, Tim, to say, this is weird, and it makes me uncomfortable, because clearly it made the disciples uncomfortable. Yep. That was the whole point of it. That was, that's how it worked. Uh, it, you know, if, if they said, oh, yeah, sure, Jesus is washing our feet, great, here, do it. No, it was the discomfort. And actually, of course, Peter well, wouldn't let him. part of the discomfort him. was, wouldn't you say, part of the discomfort, Tim, was the reversal of the roles, is that mm-hmm. our master, the the one we look up to, the one that we are adore the one that we are looking to for all of to be the messiah has taken on a role that we don't think he should have he shouldn't be uh serving us we don't understand it and the thing that that amazes me is that all through the gospels nowhere more than here but all through the gospels you see jesus reversing the world's understanding of authority this is something that i speak about a lot whenever i'm talking about men and women and their relationships and marriage, etc. Jesus redefines what authority means. Authority does not mean that you get the perks, you get uh, the privileges, you get to have the remote, you get to have everything your way, and you can use your power to make other people do what you want. Authority means, in Jesus' language, you get the worst jobs. You get to die. You get to do the scut work and the nasty work. You get to volunteer to be the servant. And nobody seems to really have, but then he had dropped on that in 2,000 years, that authority doesn't mean privilege. It means service. Hmm. Aren't you surprised? Uh, I, I even am still, when you hear non-believers talk about the Bible and how it's just a bunch of uh, crazy made-up stories, because the stories of Jesus surrendering that leadership and giving himself over, I mean, you know, that's not exactly the best advertisement for a worldwide religion. <laughs> no. 
And of course, it, 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 it's actually not, a, it really isn't a story that somebody would have made up. If you, uh, if you are uh, trying to get a, a religion going and you want to be a leader in that religion, so you're trying to get people to believe it and get behind it you know, so that you can have power, right. you, don't, you don't tell these stories. You don't, you don't tell the story of your, of your greatest leader washing feet, going to the cross, basically being defeated, as it were, becoming weak. You also don't tell stories about the apostles looking like jerks. And and that's all through the all through the gospels that you just wouldn't make that up. It's true. Tim and Kathy Keller are with us. They're the authors of The Meaning of Marriage, Facing the Complexities of Commitment with the Wisdom of God, in addition to several other titles, which we can talk about later. Um, so this is a weird Maundy Thursday. Uh, there's not mm-hmm. going to be a lot of foot washing going on unless John's son actually lets them do it, which we've seen. Come on in here. <laughs> we'll check back on that later and see how it turns out. Um, but with all of us being sequestered in our homes, um, and you know, different church services are going to be going on online. It's gonna, it's gonna be weird. Um, talk about what are you going to be doing tonight? Do you have a plan? No, well, we're together, which means the only, um, the only face-to-face uh, Christian community we have is with each other. Okay. We've been actually uh, making more use of the Book of Common Prayer, the mm-hmm. uh, the, the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer. We, we particularly like the 1928 American version. And uh, what it, of course it has, uh, it, it actually was made for people who didn't have a minister or who might be in a, some destitute small village where they actually didn't have a minister. And so you have all the prayers laid out and the, the hymns laid out and passages of scripture to read every single day of the year. And we do it partly as a way of knowing that there are other people around the world who are doing the same thing because it's a book of common prayer. So even though we're alone, uh, and we're, we're Presbyterian, so we're not Episcopalian, and we actually don't ordinarily do it. But we actually like this because it gives us a feeling of solidarity with people in the past and in the present. And that helps yeah, us overcome some of the sense of isolation. Can I say something about that solidarity? I don't want to sure. lose the opportunity sure. to give a pitch. If you go to easter2020.nyc, all run together, no spaces, easter2020.nyc, you'll see a thing that's kind of gone viral. Um, We are going to have in New York City, and now it's spread to Hong Kong and to Singapore and Vienna and London, and I can't tell you all over the place. Um, People are going to go out on their balconies or just to an open window and say the traditional Easter greeting. He is, hallelujah, he's risen, he's risen indeed, hallelujah. Sing all four verses of Jesus Christ is risen today. And then just finish uh, with a big cheer, you know, with a loud noise. We're doing that a lot in New York at 7 p.m. for the healthcare workers, but this is one for Jesus. But uh, 9 a.m., Easter Sunday morning, uh, join us all over the country. You may not hear anyone but yourself. If you go out on your porch or something like that, it might be just you and your voice, but there will be voices all around the world. I've got a friend in Singapore that says, okay, that'll be 9 p.m. for me. That's not a problem. Oh, that's um, great. Easter so, 2020 uh, NYC. Uh, we'll definitely follow along with that, guys. Hey, uh, stay with us for just a few minutes. I'm just, before you leave us, can we talk about, as you're talking about what's happening common, what about, you know, in these uncommon times, it still feels as though, wouldn't it be great that, you know, uh, believers, whether we're Presbyterians or Episcopalians or Anglicans, that we would all come together in these very times, really, really weird times. Stick with us. Uh, Tim and Kathy Keller are going to stay around for a few minutes as well. We'll be back in a few minutes. 
101.5 WORD. Gives you the chance to show an act of kindness that could pay off for you, too. Just a little more kindness? Enter the Kindness Challenge for the chance to win $5,000 for you and $5,000 for a worthy organization. Just a lot more kindness, I think. Enter once each day through the end of April. Get bonus entries for completing individual acts of kindness. Plus, lots of other ways to increase your chances of winning. Be kind to others and to yourself. Be a little more kind to each other. Enter the Kindness Challenge now at wordfm.com slash kindness. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around... I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. You're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law and we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We our United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Millville Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code half off. That's puretalkusa.com promo code half off. We're really enjoying our time with Kathy and Tim Keller, co-founders of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City, also authors of many wonderful works as well. We'll talk about some of those as uh, this conversation goes on. Yeah. Okay, Tim, let me throw this to you. Um, last time you were on our show, we talked about your book on Jonah, which I loved, um, The Prodigal Prophet. I'm just looking at it next to me here on the bed. And uh, of course, I don't know if you know that John and I are both sequestered. We're doing the show. Uh, I'm in the, the spare room in my house. John's in the spare room in his house. And Mike's uh, keeping everything together back in the studio. So it's, it's a nutty time. But I remember the conversation we had. And one of the things we talked about is the great political divide that we have in America and just the amount of angst between people and Christians aligning themselves on one side or the other. And so in these days, you know, 
of course, the question I can look back on is what is it going to take for Christians to realize that, you know, we need to experience unity and we need to believe in Jesus together and not break up into factions along political lines. I wonder, like, is, is the, our current circumstance, is this what it's going to take? Um, is it working? I hope so. I, I, I don't have high hopes, though, that this would be decisive. Um, I was in, you know, Kathy and I were here in 9-11. 9-11 was more of a, uh, was more focused on New York. I mean, this is the place where the most people died and where people thought there was going to be more. Um, we lost a lot of a lot of businesses. People thought there was going to be more uh, tax. And, and so uh, when we were here, there was a, there was something of a coming together for a while. And yet there was New York Times article saying that postmodern cynicism was going to go away. We were going to stop uh, making fun of evil and saying it was all socially constructed relativism is going to die. We really now see evil that lasted for a month. And then it went, New York went right back to the way it was. I mean, the culture did not get changed. I, I feel like, I don't think something is going to do this to us. I think Christians are going to have to, some Christians are going to have to say, we want to do something about the division. I don't think we can wait for some cultural uh, trend to pull us together. I don't, and to be honest, as I read the papers and the news feeds and all, I, it seems to me I see people trying to make points for their side I through know. this virus. And I, so I don't, I, I mean, I'm not saying it will make it worse, but I don't see it making it better. I, I personally believe that younger, the younger um, multi-ethnic generation of evangelical churches, the, you know, the younger evangelicals are more multi-ethnic, and that means it's a mixture of, of different races. And those churches then tend to be less, I think, polarized because they're evangelical faith and their biblical faith keeps them from the from the craziness of very left-wing social issues but it also because they've experienced a certain amount of oppression and racism it, it, it keeps them also away from going too far to the right where we say hey there's nothing wrong with our country and let's just go back to the way it was um, and so there's there I do think I do feel like there's at least a potential for a lot of those political divisions to to be be bridged amongst younger Younger born again Christians, but uh, they're they they are they are younger, and I don't think they're flexing, and I don't. But, but I really think it's going to have to be something that we we do. I don't think we can wait for the culture to somehow bring us together. I mean, we are so divided, um, uh, and Christians have done themselves no no favors as well because we are so divided. And you know, we're looking at uh, evangelicals in the White House surrounding President Trump, and uh, mm. you know, uh, on Twitter, there's a fire. You know, it feels like every five seconds or so. Yeah, it just I, I, it's not as it's though we're going to you know uh, coalesce around you, um, you know Roman Catholicism, and and you know the Pope's going to rise up, and there's one figure who sort of lays down the law. You know, that's one of the things about the power of who we are as Presbyterians or Evangelicals or Anglicans, Anglicans or Baptists. There's all these disparate voices who are chiming in. Yes. On the other hand, um, go ahead, Kathy. I was just going to mention Nate Hatches. Uh, He's the president of Wake Forest University. He has a wonderful article. You can find it online called The Political Captivity of the Church, faithful, where basically the faithful. the faithful, is that what it is? Tim, you, you've yeah. read it, and I've only heard your summary. But The Political Captivity of the Faithful, if you read it, you'll find it online by Nathan O. Hatch. He's, the, he's a Christian. He's the president of Wake Forest University. But, again, uh, John and Kathy, it's, it, it actually lays out the problem. He doesn't really uh, prescribe what we can do about it. 
I actually do think this is something that I believe younger Christians, I think, are going to have to pick up the mantle and say, yeah. uh, we, we can't wait for this. We have to start bridging the gap, the political gap. Mm-hmm. So what is the prerequisite for that? I, I mean, is it... I guess my question is, do we need more scripture reading? Do we need more theological understanding? I mean, what is it that mm-hmm. that we need that will convince us that the path we've taken is the wrong one? Well, I, that's, that's, that's be a long answer, but I, I would say at least the deeper theological understanding. Because if you, if you read the Bible superficially, then what you do is you just, you, you, you notice things that seem to fit the, the, your position already. You don't let the Bible critique you. What you do is you go into the Bible and you read it superficially and you just pull out all the stuff that seems to be fitting the position you're already at. And, you're, you're, and your position has not come through theological reflection on the Bible. It's come through either the conservative or liberal news feeds and, and shows and, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and, and therefore, uh, I do think it would start there, where we, because I do believe if you really reflect on what the Bible teaches, it breaks through those, those categories. It doesn't fit into a left or right yeah. thing. I really, truly believe that. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that the two of you arrived in Manhattan in 1989, I mean, you know, I'm sure, you know, you could talk about this for days as well. New York City was certainly not a hotbed of Christian faith. No, I have to say, Pittsburgh really does feel like a small town. <laughs> when you come here, you yeah. feel like, uh, you know, it's Pittsburghville or something like that. It doesn't feel at all like a... It, it was very big. It was very frightening. Uh, and the, But the fact is, listen, the people are exactly the same everywhere. They, um, they, they fall short of their own standards. Um, they're searching for meaning and purpose. Um, they, they have beliefs, but the beliefs don't completely work. And they kind of know that their beliefs about reality don't completely work. And, and therefore, if you love people and you're extremely patient with them, uh, there's a good percentage of them will, will be very open to what you're saying about the gospel. Even, mm-hmm. even in New York, even, it seems so hard-bitten, but people are still the same the world over. But, but Tim and Kathy, you know, the political overlay, I mean, you were there, you know, uh, during the AIDS crisis and, you know, as, as yeah. differently disconnected, you know, talking about homosexuality, sin, and people don't want to hear that. People don't want to talk about that. I mean, um, Christians have done themselves a disservice in many ways by being on the front lines and pointing the finger. And so it's made us so splintered. Um, as the body of Christ, we're, we're sort of like so waiting for someone to sort of, you know, this is my tribe, and it's just a little tiny piece of the whole Christian life. Kathy? Well, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the tribalization of not just the church, but the whole country or the world, where um, people are going back to the whole blood and soil, my people, and um, my kinship, my tribe. Uh, matters more than anything else. Uh, it was tongue-in-cheek, but there was a review. Years ago when that uh, science fiction movie Independence Day came out, they uh, said, uh, well, it shows us a vision of all people in the world cooperating, uh, you know, the Jews and the Palestinians and everybody getting together. It says, only took an invasion of aliens to do it. <laughs> I thought <laughs> since then, maybe that's what we need. The yeah, aliens exactly. need to invade. <laughs> Great. That is exactly it. So we're praying right. for the aliens. Yeah, we're praying for the aliens to come and come quick. 
We're talking to Tim and Kathy Keller, co-founders of Redeemer Presbyterian Church and the co-authors of several books, including God's Wisdom for Navigating Life, A Year of Daily Devotions in the Book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys, we only have a couple minutes left. We've had such a good time talking to you. Um, The last question I have for you is, how do you um, tell us to love our city? You guys have done a wonderful job loving New York for a long time. And John and I are both born and bred here in Pittsburgh. And um, so give us some advice. How do we love the place that we're from? Well, my son, uh, youngest son, who's really the uh, Jonathan, who works for the city of New York, and he grew up here. When we when we came here, he was only six, right, Kathy? Five. Basically five. So he's the one who doesn't remember any other place. So he really is a New Yorker, and he he says that that there are too many people who love their experience of the city without loving the city. In other words, what they say is we love the city, meaning we love being here. We love the restaurants, and we love the diversity, and we love. You know, but he says that's not to love this somebody is to put their needs ahead of your own. That's what it means to love somebody, not just to enjoy their company. And so he says to love the city means to say, in what way can I sacrifice to make this a better place for everybody to live? He says, uh, uh, you know, Christians ought to care not only one of the ways, the ultimate way to love anybody is to help them find faith in Jesus Christ. On the other hand, the Good Samaritan parable shows that that's not the only thing we're supposed to be doing in loving people. Uh, we're not just supposed to be sharing our faith. We're supposed to be caring for their needs. And so what my son Jonathan would say is, uh, do you love the city by caring about the infrastructure, caring about the, um, the, 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 uh, the public schools, the condition of the schools, the condition of housing? In other words, are you, making this, are you loving the city or are you just loving your experience of the city? And I've, um, I said, you know what? That'll preach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, isn't that a perfect message to think of on Maundy Thursday? Yes. Loving your neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. Washing their feet. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tim and Kathy, thanks enough a lot. We really appreciate uh, you've spent a chunk of time with here today, mm-hmm. with us today here on the air. And um, God's blessing to you. Uh, I hope you stay safe and healthy in New York City and beyond uh, as God use, continues to use you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. There they go. That's Tim and Kathy Keller. All the information about them you can find on your website, johnandkathyshow.com, or of course, go to timkeller.com for all of the various stuff that they've put out. There's more to come on today's Ride Home. It's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. We are hoping you are all healthy and safe. Our family wanted to let you know that because our cows are requiring twice-a-day milking, the Spring House is still open for you to stop by for your farm fresh from our herd milk and hot out-of-the-oven breads and buns and meats and cheeses and cookies and anything that will make life happy and comfy and easier during these uncertain times. Our buffet is still full of family recipe lunches and suppers every day to take home to eat at your own family table. And our catering team even created a special take-and-bake meal, which you can check out online. We even ordered in extra toilet paper in case any of you are in a pinch. We've been so blessed this last week by customers thanking us for staying open and, best of all, telling us that they're praying for us. We just wanted to let you know that we are praying for all of you, too. Here's a big hug from all of us at the Spring House to you. We love you. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic 
the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now. With all that is going on today regarding the coronavirus, City Mission needs you now more than ever. City Mission has taken precautions to protect its vulnerable resident population. You can help. Any donations you believe will help during this time are greatly appreciated to continue to serve both City Mission residents and our community and keep City Mission doors open. For all the details, please visit citymission.org and please join City Mission in prayer to get through these challenging times. Century 3 Chevy cares about you during these troubling times and is here to help. If your vehicle needs service, no appointment is necessary. Simply drop by Century 3 Chevy and get back on the road fast. Century3Chevy.com Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing for multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Hey, welcome back. Uh, happy that you're with us here today. Really greatly enjoyed our conversation yeah. with Tim Keller. Uh, listen, if you want to uh, check it out later on, uh, look for us online, johnandkathyshow.com. Of course, we're on Facebook as well, 101.5 Word FM on Facebook. You can see the, uh, the video, although the Kellers were not in studio with us because we're not in studio. Right. We're home in spare rooms. I was going to invite Tim and Kathy to come to our spare room. <laughs> I thought that would have been Can nice. You imagine? Good. Nice Come on thing. in, you guys. Yeah. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So Easter's Easter's Sunday morning. My question for you. Yep. Do you have specific Easter memories? Oh yeah, I've uh, I have two actually. Okay. Um my father, and it's a complex thing, but my father uh, was not a believer early on um uh, in our family life. And for whatever reason, I don't know why this is true. But my father stayed home one Easter, and me, I think I was four, they left me home with my dad. Okay, on Easter Sunday? Yeah, and everybody okay. else, my mom and everybody else went to church. Uh, the only problem was my dad wasn't paying really close attention to me because <laughs> while everybody was at church, yeah. I ate every piece of candy in my basket, in my Easter basket, and then I promptly hurled. So when I came home, they were like, they were like, there's Johnny all dressed up in his nice little Easter tie and stuff. And I was an absolute mess. (laughs) (laughs) That's one Easter memory. I I don't know why I remember this though, but my gram, she always would get us like unusual candy. One year, my grandmother bought me a chocolate snub nosed revolver. (laughs) It was an actual size. (laughs) And I remember as a kid, Eating the the whatever you know where the bullet comes out of. That's how much I know. Where the bullet comes out of, you know, I mean, Mike, you know that area of the gun. 
I was eating that and chewing that. The barrel. And then later on, I complained about uh, eating the barrel because it was kind of chunky and hard. That's what I got. Uh, I mean, that's horrible. That's what it was like to grow up in Swiss Vale in the 60s and One 70s. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. You got anything? Well, I mean, the one I'm going to say now, you're going to laugh about because you're going to be like, oh, she's trying to be so holy. But when I was seven, <laughs> when I was seven years old on Easter yep. Sunday, I was thinking to myself, I, I, I think, I mean, I know I believe in Jesus, but everybody's saying I need to accept him into my heart. So I guess I should do it. So yeah, I, that's nice. So I, so I prayed the prayer on Easter Sunday when I was oh. seven. Hey, that's fabulous. Wait, but nothing happened because there was no like, you know, thunder or lightning or whatever so then i then i thought i screwed it up and not only did i screw it up i screwed it up on easter so then i like accepted jesus into my heart quote unquote about 610 times over the next 36 hours until my sister explained to me that i was good i think you're good to go that's yeah. fabulous hey, thanks for being with us have right, a great a weekend special show tomorrow Bye. the ride home with john and kathy a production of salem media group 